Hi, and welcome to another podcast with myself, Ian Wallace, the Messed Up Counsellor. A lot of people come to me where they feel their life is in a place where they feel shame and guilt. Whatever's going on, um, those two emotions are not easy ones for any of us, really. Um, and they try and understand it. They see uh, guilt and shame as something that they're doing. They're making happen. Now, I don't come in talking about that necessarily. They'll come in talking about that they've done something <clears throat> in their life that's not been valued or respected by other people where they've maybe um, made a decision that's affected people um, and they feel guilty about it. So because they can't really talk about that to other people, uh, they kind of tend to find a counsellor like myself who can get them to explore it, to talk about it, to share it, to say it. Now, sometimes it's from years and years and years ago, you know. Sometimes it'll be around abuse, maybe sexual abuse, where they feel guilt and shame, uh, where they've been abused. So the people that come to us don't usually start talking about those kind of things. They'll come in with situation scenarios where they have low confidence, self-esteem, for example. And something will have happened which will have dented that confidence, self-esteem. So we'll start working on that level with understanding that. And then it will, sometimes, not always, but sometimes go to a deep level. And it'll go to old experiences, um, situations, scenarios, uh, which was the origin of that. Because when we work with people, and I work with people, I don't necessarily look at what's happening today as being the be-all and end-all. I look at what's happening in the past to inform what happens today. And we call that psychodynamic in theory. It's the past. So I use kind of two theory models predominantly. I will use others as well. But predominantly I use systemic, which is about the past, and, uh, sorry, about the present, and psychodynamic that was about the past. So if you imagine a, a pool and you're dropping a pebble in the pool. So psychodynamic is how far the pebble goes down to the bottom, the origin. Um, systemic is what well, the ripples that's happening in today, ripples that's going around. So when we look at the confidence self-esteem issues that somebody's bringing, we will work with that quite naturally because that's what they're bringing. But then it may then take us on a journey to other situations, scenarios in the life where guilt and shame have been a factor or a feature. It's really hard for us to cope with guilt and shame. And there's not an awful lot of studies around guilt and shame, to be fair. Um, more so nowadays than there was, but not an awful lot. And so understanding it hasn't been easy for most people. When we're working with it, when I'm working with it, I try to understand what it is about the situation scenario that's created that and then look at who has been the creator of that situation scenario 
So it might be that the client in front of me, say, made a decision to um, not give somebody um, a bequeathed amount of money, for example, in a will. So they feel guilty about that. They feel guilty that they've made somebody less than the others. So we'll work with that process around that and we'll explore why they made that choice and decision. What is it that brought them to that choice and decision that they feel guilty about? And it might be that the person that's been left out the will or not given as much has done something to them in the past, for example, and they're now, in a sense, seeking retribution for that. So who is the person that made the guilt happen? The person who changed the will, who feels guilty, or the person who instigated the decision that made the person feel guilty. So if we go back and we see where that origination of, of the process comes from, then we're more likely to get an understanding. Actually, we don't need to feel guilty because this person did whatever they did to us in the past. So we're naturally making a choice and decision because of what they did. So the guilt always usually comes from somebody else. People give us guilt. We don't have guilt usually. It's come from something that's happened where somebody else has given us that idea, that understanding. So even though we feel guilty inside, the guilt usually isn't ours. It's a way that we've been made to feel because of what happened, what was done. And guilt's a very good feeling to get control over us. And we all are controlled in some ways. Yeah, society will control us. Yeah, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. There are rules, there are laws. You know, don't step on the grass. If you do, everybody's going to look at you because there's a sign that says don't step on the grass. So it makes you feel guilty because you're different to everybody else. You're doing something that other people don't do. So that rule, that sign, is there to try and make us feel guilty. So guilt is not something we make happen. Guilt is affecting us, obviously, but it's done from somebody else. So when we look at guilt and shame, and they're very closely connected, they are different, but they are closely connected, then that process means we have to find the origin of the decision, the situation, scenario that made us feel guilty. And we then have to try to get the person we're working with to understand that, understand their, their reasons for making the choice, reasons for why they're in this position now. As we're looking at that and exploring that, it will become apparent to them, uh, sometimes shockly, shockly is that a word? I don't know, I'm dyslexic. Shockly is a word for me, maybe it won't be for you. Uh, shockly aware. <laughs> Uh, that they aren't the problem. They are reacting to something else that gives them that decision that says, I'm not including somebody, or I'm not doing something that other people find acceptable. So guilt 
comes from somebody else, something else. That's a huge surprise to people usually. And I say to people, if you're feeling guilty, then there's a big chance you're being controlled. Because unless somebody tells you you're wrong, you won't feel guilty. So whoever's telling you you're wrong is trying to control you. The, the park is trying to control you by not walking on the grass. So they put the sign up to make you feel guilty. So whoever gave you that message is trying to control you, trying to manipulate you, trying to make you feel bad in order not to walk on the grass. So when we look at that, and we look at that guilt feeling, we find the origin of the guilt feeling. That's a real big surprise for people. And then they can start taking charge and control because then they realize it's not me that is the problem. Somebody else, the park, the government, the police, whoever, make us feel like we're the problem but it's actually those people that have the problem they're just using guilt in order to manipulate and control us and as I say everybody does that to a certain degree lesser or greater so guilt and the things that come around it is not necessarily making the people f make us feel guilty bad people it's sometimes needed you don't walk on the grass because uh, the grass won't grow and then nobody will be able to actually enjoy it by sitting on it. So it's not because the people are bad people that they make us conform. They try to manipulate and control us. So in order to understand that, the person, people that we work with as counsellors have to kind of find the reasons for guilt. Once they do that, that not only surprised them, but it frees them. It frees them from that feeling. Because that guilt feeling is to conform, is to be who somebody or something wants us to be or do. So then we can look at it in a much more objective way. We take the emotional feeling of guilt out because you're not the problem. And then we can start looking at the origin and be objective about it. Why is that person doing that? So then we can take control of the decisions we make around it. Now it might be that we challenge the controller. Might be. Um, and then we can have a different conversation with that controller. If they the controller kind of can see and take responsibility of what they've done or how they've done what they've done so in order to connect to that we have to find the background the detail we have to explore that we have to understand that a lot of time people selling family member groups um, they find it really hard to connect to that process because in family groups which is systemic theory then the person who is the black sheep of the family as it used to be called in my day uh, there was always one in any system any family group there's always one that is the problem uh, they hold the negativity 
they hold all the bad stuff. Yeah, there's always one that's, oh, you've done this again. Oh, God, he's done that again. She's done that again. There's always one person that the system, the family unit, try to engage with holding that negativity, holding that problem. Because then every other part of the system doesn't need it and doesn't have to have it. So everybody else is gooder than good, whiter than white, better than better. And the person that's the problem holds all their negativity. So they don't have to take on board the things they do wrong because they cast them onto the person who is holding that negativity. And it's the same with any group. It's group dynamics. So the person who holds the negativity, and usually from a very young age, um, they have a role, they have a responsibility, they have a position in the family. You know, so initially that's nice. People need me. People want me. People talk to me. People share with me. They tell me off. They tell me I'm not good and I've done something wrong. But at least they're having a conversation. They're not ignoring me. So then I do more of that to be connected more too. Because if they're going to tell me I'm the black sheep of the family and I'm the error, I'm the problem, I'm going to be more of the problem. <laughs> and that just enforces that role and responsibility. And everybody else in the system just sees them as that. So they just expect that. So because they're expecting it, the person who is the one that's the odd one out, the one that holds the negativity, they kind of like just enhances that really. So you find, you know, young people will start going very um, challenging behavioral processes sometimes, um, which is not necessarily good um, because that role has been enforced because all the other members of the system don't want to hold their negativity. They don't want to take responsibility of what they do. They just want to cast it over onto this other person. And that can stay with us all the way through life. So then we just expect that. And in groups and scenarios and relationships, we just assume that's always going to be the case. And we don't necessarily see it as not normal. That's always been like that. So why should it be any different? Now, that's an interesting process because once people become aware that guilt is a controlling process to engage with you to make you do what that person wants you to do that then means that you have a choice you have a choice to put up with it allow it not a big deal don't walk on the grass I won't walk on the grass not a big deal there's a path there's a road or you can challenge it well, why do I walk on that grass? What is it about that grass, park keeper, park manager? Why is it like that? So you can challenge the reasons for it and you can get to find the reasons. Now, if somebody says to me, well, the grass won't grow. We need it to grow because it's not, it's not good at the moment. Okay, that's all right. It's not a problem. I'll walk around. You're still making a choice. And so the thing about guilt and getting over guilt is to know, A, that you have a choice. And that choice means you can do something around it. So when we're working with guilt and shame, we're working with very big emotions, very big emotions. And shame sometimes comes from guilt. They are connected in a way. Shame is slightly different. Uh, it's probably more enforced. Um, it's more controlling in some ways. Um, it's more the black sheep of the family kind of thing than just the holder of the negativity. 
So when we're working with it, when we're looking at it, when people are looking at it, knowing they have a choice is really, really, really helpful because they don't have to be that way. They can choose to be that way. And people will say to me, well, I can't make a choice. I said, okay, why? Well, the consequences of making the choice is too big. Okay. So you're then making a choice not to make a choice. You're still making a choice. People come and say, well, I don't know what to do. Well, the fact that you don't know what to do is means that you're making a choice not to make any action. So you're still making a choice. And it's a good idea to get people to understand they're still making a choice. Because if you make a choice, even if you make a choice not to make a choice, <laughs> you're still in control. It's you. You're making a choice. And people can live with that one much easier than they can with the alternative. So when you look at guilt, look at guilt as being not you. That's the problem. You're feeling guilt, which is real. It's not made up. It is real. But you're feeling guilty because of somebody else's input. You are not the problem. The other people, the family, the system, has the problem. And they just externalise it on you. Because you hold it. And you're good at holding it. You know? But that won't make your world better unless you realise what that family, what that system is doing. Once you realise that it's doing that and that you do have a choice, and unfortunately there's always consequences with choices, that's the nature of choices. So that process of having a choice still puts you back in control. So you can choose to stay within the process, not do anything about it, or you can choose to challenge it. Or you can choose to walk away. With any decision, any decision in life, anything we do really, there's always three options. Only three. There's never more than three. I mean, if anybody can find another one, please let me know. The first choice is to accept. Don't change. It will be what it'll be. Second choice is to challenge it. Challenge what is said, challenge what is done, challenge it. Third choice is detach. The detaching usually is the, the worst choice in our heads, in our minds. It's sometimes the best choice, obviously. Uh, but that detaching is the choice that there is no other choices. Nothing I can do is changing it. I can't put up with it. So I'm going to have to remove myself from it. And sometimes that has to be the way it is. Because if people will not change and adapt with you, then you will not change it. It's impossible. You can't make anybody change. Nobody can. I can't. We can offer them an opportunity to change. And that, if they take it, means that we can change it. But if they say no. I'm not doing anything about that. I like it as it is. Then we either do one of the other two choices. We either put up with it or we leave and detach. Sometimes leaving and detaching, as I've said, is, is the hardest thing to do. But sometimes 
it's the right thing to do. Because if somebody will not take responsibility of how they impact on us and what it's doing or affecting us, then nothing will change. Responsibility is the process of change. And without responsibility, nothing changes. So when you see guilt, when you feel guilt, first of all, realise you're being controlled. Absolutely. 100%. Find out who's controlling you. Find out where it comes from. And then do one of the three choices. Put up with it. You're still making a choice. You're still in control. Have a conversation. Engage. Try to change it. You're still in control. Or leave. You're still in control. Don't put up with guilt. Make a choice to allow it or not allow it. But whichever way you do it. If the person that is making you feel guilty will not change, not adapt, then it will never change. Take care. I'm Ian Wallace, the Messed Up Counselor.